Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47 of the Butters Podcast. This is my conversation with Oliver Tripp. Thank you so much to my patrons for continuing to support this podcast and for making this conversation possible. And if you're keen to support this podcast as a patron, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash butters. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash butters. But for now, thank you again for tuning into episode 47 of the Butters Podcast, my conversation with Oliver Tripp. Enjoy. crazy Brad Pitt but it's quite a nice late period role for him yeah he's very he's very serene we're talking about Moneyball yeah yeah we are talking about Moneyball yeah you know it's like a real movie star performance Cause I think it's based on a true story isn't it yeah yeah yeah. It is. yeah it's good he's just he's like like uh, Ocean's Eleven when he's just like I like him when he's just kind of quietly milling around doing his thing mm rather than um, off the wall kind of uh, fight club kind of yeah well I mean I do love I do love him in that yeah that's true but yeah I just find him a little bit annoying in other in other non-fight club films when he's like 12 monkeys or something he's like I'm crazy Uh, I'm acting and then in Moneyball he's just like I'm gonna give this this method a shot and it it works well yeah true Yeah, yeah yeah so we've started have we Good. We've started. <laughs> we just spend our spend our Sunday afternoons talking about Brad Pitt, wistfully staring into the distance. <laughs> always eating. He's always eating. He's, he's always eating. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that maybe it's almost like he feels uh, more comfortable or relaxed if he's eating in a scene, and I feel like that's become one of his things. It's, it's definitely become one of his things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I like I love I love on Fight Club how how um, Edward Norton calls him for the first time and he's like and there's, you just hear this like, oh, like and he's like who's this yeah yeah that's true I think maybe that's why he doesn't do as many he does like he does like some serious films like Babel or something like that but he doesn't really do the same level of like you can't really do you know he's not he's not going to be like an, an Anne Frank drama or something like that like hiding in the annex from the <laughs> oh sorry 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 um so i think that's why he's much more of a movie star than an actor maybe his his commitment to eating is what's cost him some of those uh oscar bait oh so that's movies. interesting what do you mean so the difference between a movie star and an actor well you don't get many of i mean that was more prevalent kind of when he was out yeah there's a definite difference between a, a movie star and, and an actor and yeah. what's the difference uh, well, it used to. I probably would imagine it used to be more um, physical appearance. Uh, I would say maybe that you know Steve Buscemi is an actor who has been in who has been a movie star in movies. But there are people that maybe more played themselves um, with their charm and physical uh-huh. good uh-huh. looks. Uh-huh. Um, who would be a good example of that? I suppose maybe, uh, or, their, or even just their natural charisma. Um, so Brad Pitt is a movie star. Tom Cruise would that be in the similar category? I'd put him in there. I had an argument with someone the other day, spirited or spirited debate about Tom Cruise. Where I think the, I think almost he's come back around to have like everyone loves him now because of the later Mission Impossible movies. I, I've never really been on the the Tom Cruise. Train. I've, I've been in. I've seen a few movies of his that I like, but he he's a good example. I think, yeah. Um, where when was the last film that he really did that he wasn't Tom Cruise or whatever he's called in the Mission Impossible movies? Like, uh, is it Ethan? Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. <laughs> so you've yeah. Even then, he's uh, his character. You didn't quite get his character name right because th- I think Ethan Hawke another actor, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Is he's Tom Cruise in those movies, isn't he? Yeah. So, 
I think that those kind of people... Actually, maybe it's not Ethan Hawke, maybe it's Ethan, it's Ethan something. Ethan Hunt. Ethan yeah. Hunt, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I think that that's... Movie stars, even going back to the glory uh, black and white era, they were people that played... You went to the movies to go and watch Humphrey Bogart be in a film, and it was, you know, Humphrey Bogart wears a hat... In, in in Northern Africa during the Second World War, or Humphrey Bogart solves a murder in New Orleans or whatever. Uh. And then you have actors that really disappear inside the role, I suppose. Always take a chance on a podcast or yeah. wherever you're recording to obviously say Philip Seymour Hoffman, incredible actor. Still wish he was around nowadays. Like yeah. That was someone where he was a completely different person in pretty much every... And that brings it nicely full circle for this topic because he was in Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, Wall 3 as the bad guy. Um, and then blows a Tom Cruise off the screen. And there's a difference between a movie star and, and an actor. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, you've been watching a lot of those. You've been watching a lot of those uh, new... Can you give a plug for it? Are you allowed to do that in your... They're not inside the actor's studio, is it? It's um, Oh, Masters of Hollywood. Masters of Hollywood, that was it, yes. I keep... I, I have... The Sean Penn episode, I absolutely love. There's something about... There's something about... Even the fact that, like, the microphone is kind of on his lapel of his... On the lapel of his jacket. And... He's kind of he's moving around, and he, so the sounds kind of muffled at different times, and it's kind of like scratchy and stuff like that. But there's, yeah, I don't know. There's something about the Sean Penn episode that I've watched it several times. I don't know what it is. You've watched it more often, probably, than Sean Penn has watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but those are those are really really good. Yeah, they are. They're quite. They're very deep dive, and it's specifically focusing on the actors that actor's career, or do they talk about other? Um, I'm just this genuine question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I they do know. talk about their career. They talk about their method. They talk about the, their influences, um, people they work with, approaches to to roles and stuff like that. The Jake Gyllenhaal one, I actually thought was really good as well. Like, he's very considered. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's almost like you learn that they that he's considered in what he does and that there's a, you know a lot of effort and preparation put into roles and yeah. that's and that's really interesting I always like the actors that um, you find out uh, later on that they used to do something else before they were an actor and the reason I mentioned that was I think Jake Gyllenhaal and his sister both come from like an acting family or, or a creative family where they were kind of groomed to do that from when they were very young and that's ah. that's interesting yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. but yeah. I always like the ones like um, Harrison Ford was a carpenter before he became an actor and then oh, right. Steve Buscemi again uh, was a firefighter before he became an actor and then when 9-11 happened he went to Ground Zero and was like worked as a firefighter really? the wow. days at the, day, the week or so after the attacks which is always a, a fact about him that I um, always like telling other people when I when I found that out. Wow. As if you couldn't like, as if you couldn't like, you know. If I ever met him, yeah. it would be like loved you in Fargo. Uh, you know, Conair, amazing. Um, but I think the finest work was you know saving lives on uh, on yeah, the twelfth yeah, yeah. of September two thousand and one. Well, well, can I show your hands, sir? That's, yeah, yeah. You know, it, but he's he's a real. Um, it's a difficult one, actor and movie star. I think that those lines have become a lot more blurred. Um, yeah. recently but it used to be you know people who couldn't act that were really good looking and had enough charisma and then the guys that you need to play the villain or the best friend or those kind of interesting roles that would get the best laughs or get the um the, the most emotion or would uh -huh. tragically die two-thirds of the way through the film um that's where you hide the, the actors but nowadays maybe it's it's a lot different when netflix can just like throw enough money at every different project that they can do it yeah um so you've had other people on your um podcast before have you had to set, have you had two timers am i joining another am i joining an, an elite band you here <laughs> you are you are you are That's yes you, yeah you need yeah you um yeah thank you That's very honored to oh. be oh no it's great to yeah it's great to chat what 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 shall We've already chatted, but what shall we chat about? Well, I think What's the first, the first thing we've got to point out is that the first podcast went went so well that we ended up moving in together. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know that's that's the sign of a powerful first recording <laughs> that we we ultimately decided to have those kind of conversations yeah. as often as possible by living under the same roof. So yeah, um, we were uh, Hashigo. That's right. Yeah, we were. It was quite no- quite noisy. Like like there were there was a lot of people there, and then a massive table of people moved in next to us. So got a bit uh noisy toward the end but so you, that was you, a great spot it was but you yeah. took the rather drastic um solution to that of of get, of uh living in a house and inviting me to then live in that house so <laughs> we could have a conversation without um members of the public including i think that's i mean that's a a pretty um it's a pretty high powered way of dealing with recording <laughs> with slight recording sound issues but i respect it i have to say it's gone to great lengths to yeah, get the, the optimal sound yeah to prepare between podcast one and podcast two you yeah, really yeah. Uh, took it to the yeah. next level no it's it's nice to be here uh yeah what's 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 front of mind for you life-wise life-wise uh well i guess some big differences from the, i guess yeah we're almost looking at where we are now myself myself and everyone else in this lovely city that we live in from when we first recorded which I think was somewhere around what maybe um, June or July 2020 so I think it was kind of a few months after we'd had the first wow, that, lockdown wow I think it was something back the back was two years ago yeah okay. the back half wow. of 2020 yeah okay. so um, yeah personally um, it's been a good good kind of 18 months for me I've um, got a girlfriend which is Still taking some getting used to, but that was that's pretty great. Um, working in the the state sector in Wellington, um, like I've joined the other ninety percent of people that live here, um, and and are working in kind of government facing roles. So that's really exciting. But I think yeah, to, compared to where we were, I think I feel like we as a whole, the big difference is that we are uh, on the way to some kind of sense of normality. Um, for, I think it was very raw the first conversation that we had and I I think I, I worked myself up because it was so so many countries around the world were not dealing with COVID right. the way that we I felt like we should have done ironically a lot of the other countries are doing really well now and um, a lot of people have kind of had COVID and are getting better um, but now now are um now, the 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 by the by uh, product of people getting back to kind of normal and talking about other things is yeah this the New Zealand government are under pressure to we need to start talk, tackling about all the other things that are in the country. I think it was COVID was yeah. such a dominant. Yeah, and and it's interesting that you talk about getting back to normal because I just I I remember seeing a post from Lamas and Brubar. Uh, yesterday or the day before saying that they're closing down and that's really really sad. And they, you know, Dave mentions COVID as, you know, just being something that really hit them hard and something that I guess they were never really able to get on top of. And it is interesting, again, the different, you know, different perspectives, those working in government, job security, all the way through getting back to normal means kind of being able to go out and get out, out and about and doing normal things. Whereas, you know, just down the road, you've got a cafe that's closing down and that's their normal now. Their normal has been, um, uh, you know, less and less patrons coming through, um, surviving as long as they can and then having to shut up shop. It is interesting again, hey, how COVID's affected people in so many different ways, businesses, individuals and such. Absolutely. It's a difficult, I mean, they were in a, a slightly tricky Location, they were off the beaten track. They're the ones that are just around the corner from Pickle and Pie, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a tr- a fantastic coffee there. Like you said, you good good pointing out because it's not like their product. They they went under because they were selling inferior coffee to um, to other other places. Because yeah. we're a coffee city. That I read an article recently with eight the eighth the eighth most powerful coffee city in the world wow. um it's a tough list there were some yeah. there were some big ones in there but you know we are we are a coffee city here and one of the one of the many reasons i love it and um as i'm sure similarly to you but yeah it, it, it's seeing that happening it's almost like it, um getting to the end of the movie and surviving the apocalypse and then kind of you know 
falling out or get, getting hit by a car after so you know mm. c- companies that are going under in Wellington now which is obviously economically still likely to happen it's it's even more heartbreaking because they kind of made it they've survived the 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 18 months the 24 months yeah. the worst of it and and ultimately though bills have still got to be paid and overheads have still got to be paid i mean I'll, um it's it's really tough because you know there were a couple of other cafes in that article that i read that prefab closed and then reopened um oh, prefab really they were nearly but they they're doing i mean they've always had crazy hours but i think now they're doing something like 8 till 11 like they're doing 8 till 11 4 days a week or something that's like why wow. 12 hours open a week or, or something like that it don't yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. that's not yeah. specifically but it it is you know a few hours a day max and they've come to some kind of agreement but well, I didn't I mean, realise that about Prefab. Was, yeah, the, I think they closed and then it was like a, a week and a half later or something they reopened. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, sources yet to be verified. But yeah. that was in that article they meant they mentioned it about La Maison closing. But it's 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 really hard because how are we going to regenerate the city overall? Or, or that's a really this is something I've been thinking about a while, which is what are the CBDs or the town centres of the next kind of 20 to 30 years actually going to look like you've got online shopping you've got people not coming into work so all these office blocks are um are kind of going to 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 waste as for one of a better word you've got specifically in wellington the ministry of education on the corner of the terrace now everyone has to work from home at least for the next three months because there's earthquake that it's got really yeah yeah that's that that's that's a that's a that's a fact. I can don't need to double check the facts on that one. That one. So that that big one on the corner yeah, of the terrace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's having been told to work from home in that building for the next three months because it's eighty yeah, percent, whatever the um, scale is that they use to test the earthquake um, yeah, safety on yeah, it. Yeah. It's it's something like five percent below the wow. the requirements. Uh-huh. So all of these all of these factors is is you know I. I grew up being like, you go to the office, you go to get a sandwich at the local place that's down the road, yeah. you walk around, you mill you know, mill around. I like Wellington because it isn't too intense on the milling of people, yeah. but there's still, you would be on Lampton Quay or Willis Street or the terrace uh, during, you know, 11am till 2pm and there's plenty of people going out there living their lives and then returning to their offices. I've got to be honest, I think that that is, that's that's got a, a shelf life on it like that's yeah that world as we knew it is is kind of dead or so, dying so what do you think it's going to look like do you have any predictions I've got a pessimistic opinion and i've got an optimistic opinion the pessimistic opinion would be that we've got uh op shops and vape shops are gonna are gonna spread like <laughs> spread like wildfire you just walk down a, a high street in um in a, 10 years from now and if you don't vape or buy second-hand clothes, you're you're or massage or like a massage, you're in some serious. There's seriously nothing else for you. That's that's the pessimistic opinion. But the other opinion is how we can get housing. That's um, how about regenerating cities? Haven't always been primarily for places of work. Uh, cities have also you know city centres have also mm. been where people live. I'm sure there's plenty of um, urban environment city capital cities across the world where the people live in the inner city environment did you say i think we talked about america and like, you've been to new york yes i remember on the last podcast you talked about about new york mm. so i'm curious so because you went to manhattan right yeah do people live in manhattan that you saw like oh yeah 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 because yeah. i don't Tons of people. yeah Wait, yeah yeah so i don't think there's a lot of years there yeah um yeah. good i'm glad yeah. we've clarified that but that's the other view is how about if no one's if no offices are going to be worked uh, in and no shops um and shops aren't able to, uh, are va- vastly reduced and cafes and restaurants are reduced bring the people back bring the people back in there i mean we, both of us have lived in kind of city vibes all that if there was more more left banks more leads mm, streets mm. type thing and I guess CBDs have kind of maybe got to be given back to the people. If everyone works from home and buys stores on, buys their products online, and and the population is increasing. It's a really man. That's a really depressing, dismal <laughs> concept of the city. That I, I would fun. just, I, I would just imagine that more new businesses would pop up. 
you know, uh, like like a regenerative. Yeah. So that's a really optimistic way of looking at it. I think that you might be right, but not in the way that you're almost there, which is lots of businesses would, but they would be chains. You know those retail environments where you know, like you see them at airports, where um, I only recently kind of put two and two together. That with going to, I went overseas for a wedding uh, in the last month or two. Um, finally, I went overseas. But all the airports that you see, where it's the brand like Armani or something, have got a, but they've just got a presence there, like yeah, so that yeah. people go and log on and buy their their products. It's just two bo- really bored looking people rearranging the same shirt that they've. That oh, pair of jeans that they've done fifty yeah, times that yeah, day, yeah. Like, no one's going in and buying anything at those shops. It's just to have a brand awareness there. So you know, I kind of want it to be new starting up businesses, but some I'm 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 on your side. I, I want people to to be working in the city, but I think a lot of it's going to take a lot of time for the scars to heal. A right, lot of yeah. people are very into working from home, and even a city like. Wellington where commuting is relatively straightforward mm. a lot of people will prefer the convenience of working from home even with transmission gully living in kind of Paraparam or, or Otaki even mm. they were like well why am I going to go all, all the way in there or, or living in the Wairarapa mm. well, whereas you take somewhere like Auckland where commuting is generally a nightmare why I can kind of understand why would people want to <sighs> We've made it so easy to work from home that I don't know if people are gonna. Do you think that kind of has a flow-on effect to the way we to our consumerism? It's, it's a, yeah, exactly. Well, or consumerism, the way that we work. Yeah, it's like opening a door and saying, "Look, it's safe to come, safe to come back in now." You used to come here all the time. You yeah. can come, you can come in. People, are, oh, I don't know. It's cold. There's a surge on the Ubers. I'm used um, to being at home. I'm used to being at home. I've got all my comforts here. You know, the way that people consume media. Now, the cin- we've seen cinemas close in Wellington. Hopefully, other than The Roxy, which is Peter Jackson's, will always kind of financially support that while he's still around. The other cinemas in Wellington, I'm worried how many of those will survive because people like to watch movies at home where they can pause it. But do you think do you think there'll be an opposite effect of people feeling the need to want to go out? Yeah. To to get out of the house now and actually start to kind of venture out again and and. I really hope so. I really hope so. I'm not enough of a social scientist to to say I, I can only go on my gut instinct with people um, rather than having any any hard data to back that up. I think that's a really good count. I think that's a really good counter argument to make you feel positive about what's going to happen. That people are um, uh, people are going to be kind of hey, do you want to go and grab a, a bite in town? We haven't done that for mm. so long. Mm. Um, whether that will I be, I believe that that will happen in isolated incidents. My and my big reservation is whether that's going to happen on a regular enough basis to support mm. um, to support the business yeah and support local I actually I actually wonder whether or not the support local campaign was so prevalent that people assumed it's like yeah cool support local support local you see it you you believe it it's like yeah we got to do it but I wonder whether or not it was so prevalent that people f- assumed that everyone or others are supporting local and as a result of that because there are so many businesses that that have shut up shop yeah yeah I mean it, that, you're exactly right you know whether we'll, or not it had an adverse effect you know what I mean that it's kind of like oh yeah, yeah it's, it's we've got it covered you know we're a team of lazy. five million exactly team of five million everyone's lazy in isolation but hope but has a optimistic but the neighbors won't be lazy and then everyone's, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's yeah, lazy yeah, in their yeah. own in their own bubble or not la- necessarily lazy um you know that's a bit of a hypocrite no, not use that word complacent maybe complacent, or not not even yeah. complacent because it's not like we're duty bound to have to go out and support local but you would know that everyone would want or like the idea of wanting to be able to do that but then just assuming that others are taking care of it yeah and everyone's but, assuming that i don't know i think i think between we've, we've we've drafted that a few times in this conversation i think you've probably come up with the most appropriate um description that's being fair to people um, but also a kind of a an, an unfortunate. I think that's pretty accurate. That 
we are we're really recovering. Two years is a long time. I think people are. It is a long time. It felt I. I can't speak for other people that you have on this podcast, and I, I would never want to kind of come up with a. I'd be curious how many of the people that you would ask over the next 12 months, if it did come up as a regular question, would feel that they've lost, whether you felt like you've lost two years or not. Because mm. it's, in two years, it's almost, it's just over two years. I've had two, but I had a birthday just at the start of the, the month after lockdown, the first lockdown started, and then obviously had another two since then. So I've had three birthdays in those kind of two and a bit years. Um, and as we're talking about it right now, I have to, like going to, I went to South Africa was the wedding was in South Africa that I went to and, and I saw my family there and, you know, it, it really crystallized for me that you could, it was a prison. It was like a really nice, I was in the nicest wing, mm. the nicest cell of the nicest wing in the nicest prison, but it. It, it did really feel like that and I completely understand why the decisions were made. I'm one of the, the the biggest supporters of the response that we did that you will probably find. I've, I've got very little to criticise um, the government for how they handled personally. I think that they did a really good job. However, unfortunately as a byproduct of that, it's almost like those two years were taken away and I'm you know in my early 30s, now I'm in my mid-30s. I feel older I feel more tired. I feel, you know, less likely to do things, and it, it's it's been really hard for me to readjust to um, to coming back into just trying to pick things up from where they were in the early twenty twenty. Um, like organizing a BYO, I keep meaning to do it. My friend is like, let's let's go and have a BYO, mm. and I just don't. It used to be I would just do that kind of. I'd, I'd be on social media the next day or the next couple of days, just sorting it, and I keep kind of yeah. forgetting to do it because it's so out of practice. I don't know first yeah, world yeah, first world first world problems, but every I can only talk about my own experiences and my own challenges and it's it's really difficult to kind of remind myself that no we can do we can do that now, that's fine. We can uh go and have a meal in a restaurant with mm. ten people, that's mm. that's okay. In fact that that restaurant owner would be really happy yeah, to yeah. see us and yeah, would yeah. want that. Yeah. Um and it's just all of those habits have kind of died, all of those yeah, those ways of, yeah. So I I don't want to be too negative. I agree with you. It's like let's actually take that challenge and go with it. And and but I'd be curious as to how many people um, that I spoke to, how they viewed the last two years as to whether or not they were right off. Because a lot of people have had kids maybe in that time perhaps or um, spent, I know a lot of Kiwis that own their own houses have kind of spent a lot of money that they would spend going on holiday yeah, right. restoring yeah. or improving their homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so maybe that's just my own experience. But yeah, it's been, just kind of a shift of priorities or, or... Yeah. And I guess even with the housing market as well and, and, and how difficult it can be to get a house now, those and the interest rates, you know, increasing and stuff like that, then it's kind of the idea of kind of almost doubling down on the investment mm. and making that a priority, which Damn, is all, supposed, which is also that. <laughs> which is also potentially easier because we've gotten out of the habit of kind of going out as much. So it's kind of like, oh, well, like it just kind of makes the decision easier. Mm. Yeah, it's re- yeah. No, that, again, interesting, the shift of behavior that, that you that you talk about. But then yeah. again, that's maybe that's personal because you're, pro- you know, that's a couple of times now in this conversation where you've um, you've come up with a real glass half full way of looking at, you know, it's like actually you could put that money aside to um, to, to save towards your first home. I guess not everyone is uh, uh, looking for their first home, but I am. So I mean, I have put a lot more money t- towards it, but I could choose to say, well, no, it's not lost time. It was a, a hibernation period where I was able to put a lot more towards planning mm-hmm. and my life goals. So that's a really good way yeah, of looking at, way it. Look at it. How, how are you going with the house saving? Is it good? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm stuck in a situation now where I'm, I'm quite enjoying the, my living arrangements at the moment. So, so that's really your fault. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I'm, I recently made a big decision where I was looking at new builds in the huts oh. uh, because it was just going to get me on the ladder. Yeah. Um, and, and for those people who do live there, I, 
that's I appreciate you and um, there are some really beautiful parts of, of Lower and Upper Hutt um, Stokes Valley I've become very fond of recently but I decided that it wasn't for I would rather wait and um, with the hopefully they're saying that the housing market will become a bit cheaper in Wellington over the next kind of 12 months they expect a downturn of around 10% that I'd rather wait and buy somewhere that I'm really happy that's you know mm. that's an interesting debate so you'd, pre- you'd prefer to months. you'd prefer to stay in the city if you could rather than I'd go I'd prefer to stay this side of Petoni right so the city not ne- doesn't have to necessarily be the city but um, you know even somewhere like Churn Park Tawa can, I'd prefer to maybe stay kind of the northern the northern suburbs, the city, the eastern suburbs. You know, I'd prepare to be taking a chance on buying a house that might need a little work. But it's, it's a real challenge. I, you know, have you ever found yourself in a situation where it's only when you start talking with like lawyers and things like that and, and your lender mm. that I'm like, I'm 36 years old and I've got no idea what I'm doing. You know, it's suddenly all of those decisions that you, when you're a kid... Yeah, when you're a kid, you have a piece of paper and you draw the house with three people standing outside it and a dog. And you're like, I'm going to own a house, and then all of a sudden you click your fingers, and then you're at the age that you're supposed to start to make those kind of things happen. Right. And um, you're like, wow, that's a lot more. The reality is a lot more complex than than what I was mm. what I was sold. I'm very lucky that that my my girlfriend. Um, owns her own house as well so I'm in a I'm in a, a better position to kind of make take my time and she she'll help me when that time arises but yeah I definitely want to live in I'd rather live in Wellington yeah I think it's a, a curious project um I think Wellington I've seen a lot of it's been a lot of ups and downs in the 10 years I've lived here it's still got it's still got that something like it's going to be very hard for it to lose that that certain Shouldn't say quiet that it's got yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but it also can't really. Cut. It's coasted on that for a little, a lot of the last ten, ten years as well. I mean, Civic Square is, it's well, it's sad. To, yeah. So, so what do you think that is? Poor, um, yeah, complacency. At no, account. no, no. What do you think the Shouldn't say quiet? Thank, is. You, thank yeah, you for yeah. keeping this conversation <laughs> positive. Yeah, Andy Foster, you consider yourself <laughs> spared. What uh, is it, what is it about Wellington that you think? the spark it's a good question you're good at this it's a good question um i think it's got it's funny because i wouldn't it's only recently that i realized looking at aerial photos of dunedin that there's actually a lot of similarity geographically between that so the reason i mention that is that with i used to i would answer i would have said previously that it's you know unique geography now it isn't unique it's actually quite similar to another city that I very I'm very fond of but I think Wellington has a, a geography that is very difficult to replicate that is very uh, hard to find elsewhere I think that you can have a day out in Wellington and go and see a five or ten different places and it feels like you're in another almost another town or another city mm-hmm. um, I think it's got it's it's that location of being it's got those south island vibes with the north island it's got north island employment with south island um way of living and mentality which is very seductive you know i oft i often go come back from the south island and go god i'd live, I'd live there in a heartbeat if there were the kind of jobs that i can do which is administra- administration and office work right. which outside of christchurch i I don't think there is there. You know, I'm not a tourist guy. Right. I can't make a very good. I can't do milk. What's? Do you know what the name of the fomart is on a coffee? Where you make the, the beautiful flower. Like, is it fomart? Whatever it's called. When you I'm you fluff sure. the like... milk. You fluff the milk and you can do the patterns on oh, the, yeah, yeah. the top. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. So you know, I can't work in. Um, they wouldn't let me work in a cafe here, and quite rightly. Or well, practice makes perfect. I just need more. I tried for two years. I've I've tried with one of those frothers. And it just came out, you know, I would try and do a flower and it came out looking like um, Winston Churchill. You know, I just can't. And it's not an arty. Yeah, and I yeah, just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I think just Wellington, you know, it's the closest I can get to living in the South Island, which is very dear to my heart. Wow. But while, I mean, we can see Nelson on, on a good day. You can see mm. the Kaikoura Rangers on a good day. Uh, I just think it's got that great mixture of... Um, 
the bottom of the north, but basically the the, the south. Top of the south. Yeah, and I think people here are my kind of people. As a someone who's born in the UK and moved here, we've got all of the hallmarks of everything that makes me feel at home. We've got terrible weather at times. <laughs> we've got, but the people that can handle living in the ter- in terrible weather. That is why British people flock to Wellington. I think and tend to stay here because you know we'd have ten million people live here if the weather was like like some other parts of New Zealand, if the weather was like the east, right. east Coast, of, you know, if the weather was like Gisborne or Marlborough yeah. or something, I yeah. think you'd have a lot more. But it's the people that can kind of handle the hills, handle the the weather. Yeah, um, handle the jandal. Handle the jandal, exactly, yeah. So, it's hard, I mean, if, if we all knew what Wellington, what that Wellington has that lightning in a bottle, um, I think other towns would try and recreate it. We're not. I don't know whether you can really kind of articulate it so well, but I do mm-hmm. think that that is what we what Wellington does have, and and can be again. So I'm not. We're not going to go into all the reasons why. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten years. There's been. It's it's had a rough. It's had a rough decade. We'll leave it at that. But what I am excited about is, hopefully, um, the regeneration project. Now I'm involved at a, an org, uh, public sector level, yeah. and seeing. Seeing that my job, you know, involves working with uh, engineers and construction, um, so more than when we last spoke, I'm I'm now look I can now know about those projects that are going to be happening, and you know it just will involve a lot of hard work. But in five years, I can really hope hope hopefully see that we are going to be back to to where we are and look into the future. Mm. And it isn't, and I'm gonna. The more I'm talking about it, the more I believe that you are. Um, your way of looking at it is right that it isn't just going to be vape shops and and op shops in the CBD like we want a healthy happy mixture in the in the CBD and it can't continue as it has been going on but covid could be covid could be you know with there's been pla- in london they had a plague then they had a fire the great fire of london mm-hmm. and it actually it was the best thing for the city it kind of swept like out a cleansing a recalibration like a cleansing, yeah, yeah. yeah so and, and like and that happens in nature where you yeah. where where you and and even in the body itself you know what i mean you kind of you get sick um you're down you recover and then you kind of come back with this renewed kind of energy mm. um i feel like it's just kind of it's cyclical and it's natural um Yes, there, there, there's almost like a like a culling, and I hate I hate to say it that way because it's not like I would like I'm gutted that Lamison is closing, um, but it's almost like a a cull, and then new businesses will start up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I I imagine Dave being Dave, um, Dave Lamison. He you know he's a smart guy and he and he um, you know I imagine he would you know something else will pop up and, and yeah. it, could, it could be even better and he you know it could be a blessing in disguise that he's like actually that you know well there'll be hopefully plenty of affordable um, retail space in in Wellington absolutely he won't have lost all of those connections he'll have his little black book or his little mm. uh, laptop that's got all of those uh, connections and if something that's a, an affordable rent space comes up in the future he can definitely start well because get. the thing is he 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 in my opinion, was the reason that Lombard Lane exists. Mm-hmm. Lamison was there for, for, and they had a loyal following. Um, and I think it was the fact that they were there, that it was seen that there could be, and along with the, you know, the city council wanting to kind of build those laneways similar to Melbourne. Um, I think Lamison made Lombard Lane what it is now. Pickle and Pie and all the shops down there, it's kind of like they exist, in my opinion, because Lamison were there first, they were there for several years, and they made it cool. Um, so that that's a pretty awesome legacy, actually, to to leave behind for those who know um, that that laneway kind of is exists and is cool because Lamison, and even when Lamison's not there, there you, you know, for those who know, there will be the, the legend that is Lamison, you know? The legacy. So we'll see David Attenborough on Mount Victoria in a couple of years from now being like, this city was formerly uh, down on its knees, plagued two years ago, and then yeah, post-COVID, the roots have started to spread, and now we see vast fields of coffee shops and happy vapours and people with tattoos, <laughs> sleeves, 
as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and, oh. new, and new industries that we don't know. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, the new industries that pop up, the brand new industries, where we could look back in five years' time and say, wow, remember when it seemed quite dire and now Wellington is just thriving, but it's like Wellington used to be the coffee capital, but mm-hmm. now actually, you know, it's this new industry that, that has come out of COVID or, or yeah. robotics or... Uh, um, you know, renewable energy or like, yeah, could actually be quite exciting to think what the city could look like in five years' time. Really, those are two really good examples, actually. Electronics and you know, it's already we're already quite a big media city, but kind of specifically with those, you know, those big Peter Jackson projects, it would be interesting to see if you know we can recreate if there can be a, another Miramar, but in the city centre mm. with more uh, web series or filming things that are exactly like um online content yeah you're absolutely right that's interesting can i can i ask you then as a as a wellingtonian that's lived here for their pretty much their whole life um what's your opinion on um the proposal of having just pure walking areas around uh courtney place leading up to lampton quay and having it like um you know like amsterdam or something yeah, well, they're propo- those proposals, aren't they, still at the council level? I think they're being debated, aren't they, about whether or not we're just going to remove the bus, uh, the car lanes and everything from the the city. Lampton Key, the Golden Mile and Lampton Key, yeah, yeah, specifically, yeah. and just have people being able to walk around everywhere. That I'm not sure, because I, I know that that was a Bob Jones kind of proposal years ago. Um, he wanted to kind of make it a pedestrian, primarily pedestrian city in the main CBD, um, and nothing really came of it. In fact, in Manor's Mall, what used to be Manor's Mall, Manor's Street, mm-hmm. um, that was all pedestrian, and then they carved out the, you know, the bus routes um, through there. I, I remember, I remember we used to break dance in Manor's Mall <laughs> back in the nineties. And it was a it was a pedestrian mall. You had Cuba Mall, and then it turned around the corner to Manners Mall, and it was awesome. It was super super cool. And I feel like um, it's it lost its luster when they put the the um, roads in for the buses yeah. um, some years ago. So I, I definitely feel like there it was it felt like it felt really cool the pedestrian parts, um, and I feel like a lot is lost has been lost when they put the roads through yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see if you have um you know conversation uh on your podcast in the future with someone who's maybe a young you know a young counselor or, or on that level that we, i'd be very interested to follow up in a year's time and see um see what's happening as a as a pedestrian and a cyclist who also drives but doesn't drive in the city because of mm. the, the 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 parking state and also trying to be better be a better citizen with my fuel consumption yeah, as well. Yeah, and your electric bike. How do you actually find it? So you converted your bike into an ele- an e-bike, and you commute to work on that. How do you I find do. that? I do. Yeah, I'm. I'm here to evangel. I'm here to evangelize for them. Uh, just a shout out to local business. Get fixed in Porura. If anyone's uh, considering uh, getting their bike done. Um, and or buying one and hasn't kind of um, doesn't know where to go I can certainly lead lead towards that then they're wonderful great coffee at the cafe there as well so what is it get fixed, get fixed in, in Porridor yeah okay. and that's a local business they're not a they're not a Frank they're not a Frank a global franchise or anything they're a, a local business that that will convert it for you it, it how, was, how much did it cost cost two two thousand dollars oh wow but that's you know that's like that's an investment i guess it's an investment definitely but obviously the price of petrol's um shot up and we don't know what what that's going that's what that's going to do but it's got me it's got me back on my it's got me back on my bike for the first time in a long time post covid mm. as well um i'm not trying to tie everything to covid but again i think that's relevant where you know it's got me back out there and and using it mm. um they're wonderful they're absolutely wonderful they're um you know it, it tackles any hill we live in quite a hilly city um you know predominantly i'd imagine your patrons and your listeners do do live in wellington as well so you know for anyone who's uh, doesn't like waiting for the bus just things like having autonomy over my own commute is really mm. great. You know, I can uh, I can kind of get up, um, get ready for my day, and I'm not waiting on other people. I don't tend to like to wait for someone else to, to take me to work. Right, yeah, you yeah, know, th- yeah. there's that bit of... And, and the buses have, have really improved over the last um, 12 months from when they changed the 
the schedules that, that they are running a lot better now. But I still just don't like on a fundamental level. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start my day, yeah. and I'm standing at I'm standing stationary in the middle of the uh, on the pavement, waiting for someone to kind of carry me yeah. to work, and I'm and I'm dependent on on them running on time yeah, and them yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the road bus not being full that's yeah. a great example you know i'm born born in london i'm not the biggest tube fan i know that that's that's scandal to, to some most of my kiwi friends that have at least gone and spent a year in london and the plenty that live there now yeah. who who are very fond of the tube i'm not so much of uh, i've been on too many crowded tubes somewhere near um near oxford street to really want to uh, to go through that again yeah. it's just wonderful feeling the wind uh, running through my non-existent hair as I, as I go along the waterfront, and I'm in charge of my own mm. journey. And also, someone that finds it very—I'd also strongly recommend it to people that um, don't like to exercise too early. Now, that sounds like a very niche thing, but you mean I, too early in the day, too yeah, early in the morning. People who aren't really, you know, uh, don't like to kind of have a workout or or exercise. They're like, oh, I can't, you know, not until twelve o'clock. And I can say that because I, I am or was one of those people as well um just just a small you know you're still ped- pedaling yeah that you're assisted assisted you go faster, pedaling, yeah. you go faster and uh, on the straights and everything like that but you're still cycling um and for me to do uh 20 to 25 minutes cycling before i start my day i found it's mm. given me a lot more of a clear head and i'm mm. so there's there's a number of benefits and and obviously the main one is that i'm not i'm not consuming I'm not burning fossil fuels, so... Yeah, I, I, I wonder too, I'm sorry to, no, to no, bring it back around, but I wonder whether or not that actually, with the e-scooters, if there are more people converting bikes, and uh, or, or what have you, whether or not that is feeding into the idea that, you know, we could make Wellington a more pedestrian city because... Yeah. Electric, yeah. electric city that would that would be a really good project for the the government to be involved in i don't know whether they'd have the um the 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 guts to kind of do that before this election in fact they definitely won't because it is it is a touch and go it is going to be a touch and go election with um national party having got their house in order to to some degree um you know they're going to put it's going to be close and they might only get a coalition putting all of that to one side you know, I think that the haven't um, we've made a commitment, New Zealand, to be carbon, you know, to to oh. do better for the environment by I think it was twenty thirty. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. so do you think you're absolutely onto something there? Where how powerful a statement that that would be as a as a country to be like, well, uh, we're going to start with Wellington because it's set up for it, where um, people walk, people cycle, and people take the scooter. Yeah. And uh, there are electric buses as, na- as well now. I'm pretty sure there oh, are. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a it's lot kind of electric of, it buses. It is definitely Wellington is definitely one of the perfect cities to test it out on. Yeah. Small absolutely. enough, compact enough. Absolutely. And we are early adopters. I think we're a yeah. city that a lot of early technology is tested in, um, and we're quick to adopt. Um, new technologies and, and, and new things and, and such so yeah that's not nothing what you just suggested there you've got four way let's you know let's take um let's take you know sandra sandra lives in thorndon and works works on the other side of the cbd um we just pick thorndon or somewhere that's kind of close but not that close normally she would kind of maybe drive uh, and have and have a parking space um, but there she's got a choice of walking probably the fourth choice she could take a scooter if she has the app on her phone she can see if there's any scooters around that's like third because they don't tend to be outside of the cbd but even then she could either take an electric bus or she can use an electric bike so there's four ways of her to get to that's plenty to choose from she can have the variety in her day in her working week sorry she's got um different whatever suits her if the buses are running late on she checks on the buses running late. She'll take one of the other three ways to get to work. You know, if mm-hmm. if you provide if you provide commuters and you provide workers with a number of different ways to do it, the problem is is when you say you can either drive or you can take a, a or you have to take like a a petrol bus. Well, it doesn't matter which one they choose. They're both not going to be good for the environment. Right, right. But you, you, what you've said, you've listed a number of different ways that 
involve either electricity or or walking mm. um, to do it. So, you know, that's great. I think we should really. I think we should really do that. I think we've sold. That brings us kind of nicely around because it was like, what's the what's post COVID? Actually, post COVID, we could go. We don't have to do things the old way, and if mm. the old the old way's not working because places cafes are closing or offices are closing and everything like that, then the people that if you want to start working in town again, we're going to make it a lot more appealing and a lot more healthy for you to do it, or a lot a lot less impact a lot less global. Um, footprint uh what's the word carbon footprint, carbon footprint. to, yeah, to yeah, do it yeah, so yeah. why not what what have we got to really lose as a if the city's already kind of dying and needs to be reborn and regenerated let's you're absolutely right let's 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 be an early adopter um new zealand are plenty of early adopters in many other things uh giving women the vote lots of other um things where new zealand were ahead of the curve that would be fantastic to see um us really take a, a stand and say no we are committing to being carbon neutral by a particular um, by a particular year, and here's what we're going to do about it. Starting with our capital city, the CBD of our capital city, making it easy for people to get around with ways that don't use petrol. That would be amazing. Mm. Yeah. So no, I'm optimistic. If yeah. uh, if we're coming towards the end, that's a really optimistic um, way of coming full circle on that. And yeah, that would be a spark. That would be a je ne sais quoi for Wellington. That would be a definitive thing where I would be I'm always proud to live here I'm a, you know I'm going for citizenship in a in a couple of months um I'm elig- I've been eligible for a while but I didn't want to mess around with my passport going right. overseas for the oh, first right. time yeah. but I'm you know I'm I'm about to submit my application for citizenship and you know I'm proud to be a New Zealander now but that would make me proud to be a, like a Wellingtonian to um even more proud than I am to for us to really adopt that would mm. be amazing mm. so yeah that would be really good Thank you.